Hey friends, and welcome to Experience Christian Church. I'm Matt Silver, one of the pastors, and I'm thrilled that you chose to be with us here today. Well, Experience Christian Church is a new church designed to give people a fresh start with God and with church itself. We all need a fresh start, and so let's start again today. One of the key beliefs we hold here is that we may get it wrong, but we really want to get it right. And I'm living that out really practically now, in real time as I'm wrestling with yet another week of major headlines revealing racial injustice. I completely condemn the beliefs and actions that led to threatening of the bird watcher Christian Cooper. It was heart-wrenching to read about a Florida woman who hurt her own child and admittedly fabricated a narrative of two black men abducting her child. And obviously, the death of George Floyd. Terrible. I really want to be a positive change agent in eliminating racism and systematic injustice, but admittedly, I don't have all the answers, but I'm committed to listening, learning, and teaching. I engaged with some of my black friends this week and listened to them as they shared their own fears, worries, and concerns. I've learned by reading and listening to conversations others are having, and Carrie and I, we sat at our own kitchen table with our children and just basically processed all the headlines and challenged them to not only be listeners, but to take steps in helping fight injustice. You know, our goal is not to have children that aren't racist. Our goal is to have children that are willing to stand up for those that are oppressed, that are being overlooked, that may feel forgotten. Tell I'll lead myself, my family, and this church. It's a messy time, and these can be uncomfortable conversations, but friends, these are conversations we must have. I listened to discussion this week, and I love this quote. It says, change happens at the table. Well, friends, you're welcome to pull up a chair with me anytime. Whether you are outraged by the news headlines or you're outraged that we are discussing the news headlines, we have to be willing to bring those thoughts, those feelings to the light and ask God to provide us with wisdom and insight. Will you join me now in praying? Father God, we pray for unity because we know we are divided. God, your word says that there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free nor is there male and female, for we are all one in Jesus Christ. So God, we pray for the wisdom to see and love everyone as you love them and desire to love them. God, while we are one in you, you have created us as different genders, different races. And God, our prayer is for unity, not uniformity. God, help us to learn to appreciate and celebrate our differences. Help us to be one without sacrificing our uniqueness. To do this, to seek justice, to redefine what loving one another truly means, God, this is more than we're capable of doing in our own strength. So God, give us the ability to do this through the empowerment of your Holy Spirit. And forgive us for the times when we fall short, when we fail to speak up, when we fail to act, or God, when we do things inappropriately despite our best efforts. We love you, God, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, today we have a guest speaker, my friend and coach Tim Selleck. Tim brings a lot of intensity, and I'm the kind of guy that you go to when you need a hug and some encouragement. And you'll see right away that Tim, he's the kind of guy you go to when you need a kick in the pants and some encouragement. Tim has challenged my thinking, has just been a true asset to this church. And a lot of what we you know, strive to be, he just values and loves in cheerleaders, and it's just amazing. I said that incorrectly, but you know, he cheers, and it's awesome. Tim, we love you. You're in for a treat, friends. I also wanna say Tim's um, recording the message he did that on Tuesday, and as a result, he addresses, when he says things like hardships and this week's tragedies, they're not mentioned. That's not an intentional omission, that's just because he recorded things on Tuesday. 
I also want to encourage you that during the service, you should say hello and interact in the chat window. If it asks for you to respond, I'd love for you to do that because this will allow you to begin the very important journey of making relationships here at Experience Christian Church. And also, today's service will include a time of communion. So take a moment, grab some communion supplies. Grab a piece of bread or a cracker and something to drink. What you choose is not as important as what it represents, which is Jesus' body and blood. And following, we will then have an opportunity to participate in music centered on God's goodness. And then we'll open up a Zoom lobby, which will give you a chance to interact with one another. I know church can generate a lot of questions, and I'm here to listen to you as well. So fill out that communication card, and we'll contact you this week. But anytime you want to, you're welcome to text or call my cell. It's 610-235-1205. Thanks so much, friends. Let's now go to Tim. Hey, let me state my name again. It's Tim Selleck, and it's so good to be with you this weekend. I'm actually with you every weekend, but now you get to see my face. I've actually been participating online for the past 10 weeks now. You just didn't know it. Now, now you know who inspired Matt's new hairstyle. Look at this right here. And yes, this is an Eagles jersey I'm wearing. I'm wearing it for two reasons. First, I figure that the 76ers and the Phillies this year may not ever get to play again. And if they do, we probably won't be able allowed to be in the stadium to actually watch it. So this jersey is a statement of hope that we'll get to see and experience the Eagles in the fall. And the second reason I'm wearing it is because the dude who wore number 87, Brent Selleck, look at that right there. He's a relative, and the way he played the game is similar to the way I speak. When Brent played the game, he was all in. He was passionate, and I am too. I'm passionate about the church, particularly experienced Christian church, that is being led so well by Matt and Carrie Silver. I'm a fan of Matt and Carrie's. See, I planted a church 32 years ago, and that church continues to serve its community in vibrant ways to this very day. Experience Christian Church was launched seven months ago. Seven months ago. And Experience, let me tell you, you're doing great. I mean, leadership during this pandemic season is hard. Leading a restaurant, leading a retail store, leading a school, leading an enterprise of any kind during the coronavirus is tough. However, I want to tell you that Matt and Carrie are leading well. I get the opportunity to coach them, and, and I want to brag on them. See, they are humble. They are teachable. They are learners. And because of their humility and teachability and learning posture, everyone in the greater Exton area is benefiting. In fact, I want to give props to you, Experience Christian Church, your willingness to care for each other and your community shouts loudly as to your heart for humanity in the name of Jesus. And I want to ask you as you head into the summer months, hey, continue to reach out as a church. Continue to serve as a church. Continue to meet with one another, even if it's via Zoom. If it's in limited gatherings, okay, let's do it when the time is right. However, what we need to know is we need each other. And in those neighborhoods and in those communities, sometimes it's hard to foster the kind of vibrant connections these days that are necessary. But I have no doubt that you, Experienced Christian Church, you're going to do just that. Okay, ready? Let's dive in to the topic for today. Now, I know some of you are watching from a couch. Others of you are eating breakfast at a dining table while you listen. Maybe you're listening to this after the weekend while you're taking a walk. I don't know where it is, but for now... We are together, you and me, and I want to say thank you to you for continuing to listen. 
Because today I've got some good news. And oh boy, have you ever noticed how easy it is to forget the positive? Have you? Have you ever noticed how easy it is to forget the positive when it seems as if all you hear is about these days the negative? Have you ever noticed how easy it is to forget the good when all you see around you feels really bad? Sure, there are those seasons in our lives when the scales can tip to the negative. For me, this is a huge crisis. COVID-19 is. I had the privilege of leading the church I founded through a recession. In fact, in 2007, listen to this right now. In 2007, our church had what is called a capital campaign as a church. And the committed total was $13 million over two years. Now, the commitment was made the second weekend of December 2007. Then 2008 hit. And the number of people who committed over $5 million began to share with me over the course of 2008 that they would not be able to fulfill those commitments. Now, I got to tell you something, I was now bitter. Not toward them, but toward God. Like, God, why are you having us go through this? Only to now leave us high and dry. And boy, did we go through the ringer. Um, my, My wife and I, Sue, when our kids were in their teenage years, It was a right-knuckle ride at times for sure. And now our kids are 35 and 33, happily married. They each have a child, and they love on us, and we love on them. But at times in our lives, we wondered, would it ever be that way? Now, i got to tell you right now, if you have kids, (laughs) have you ever noticed how easy it is to forget the wonder and the beauty and the uniqueness of those kids when all it seems you see these days is the wickedness and the stubbornness and the whining coming from those kids 24 freaking hours a day nonstop? Have you ever noticed how easy it is to forget that there is joy in our world when all you seem to hear is sadness and sorrow resulting from lost jobs, lost income, a lost graduation ceremony or wedding ceremony or proms being canceled? Have you ever noticed how easy it is to forgive how much you have when it comes to provisions like like food or drink or necessities when often in these times you see pictures or news reports of empty grocery store shelves? In, In times like this, it's easy to forget that times used to be better. Particularly if you're feeling a little bit bitter, like I was years and years ago. See, here's the deal, friends. It's a principle of life. It's it's easy to forget. And we know, intuitively, we can't forget the good, the positive, the uplifting, the inspirational. But we do forget. It's just so easy to forget in life. Not, Not just this coronavirus pandemic. And when we forget in life or in a pandemic, it's hard to be thankful. It's hard to be positive. Over these days of the coronavirus, there's been this trickle-down effect, has there not? Have you felt it? Have you seen it? Have you experienced it? Your heart being a little or a lot out of whack, O-O-W, out of whack, over these past couple months? Have you felt a little out of whack, a little off, a a little tired, a a little frustrated, a, a little discombobulated? If you felt it or experienced it or seen it, would you right now, come on now, right now, experience church, do this for me in the comments, put O-O-W or put in there out of whack. Because let me tell you something, when your heart isn't right or it's a little out of whack and it doesn't really matter why, all the bad news, you know, the political fighting, lost jobs, lost income, kids schooling, sheltering in place for what now, 80 days, mask wearing, social distancing, When our heart isn't right, it's hard to be thankful. It's hard to be positive. Well, there is this book in the Psalms. It's Psalm 95 that gets at this very idea. Psalm 95 is about real people experiencing real life. No, it wasn't a coronavirus pandemic, yet in their world, 
in their day, it felt just the same. In fact, let me highlight some of the key portions for us today out of Psalm 95. Like first, Psalm 95, 7. It says this, and it's a great place to start. It says, oh, that you would hear him calling to you today and come to him. Now, what is the writer getting at? Well, he's saying, don't forget. Don't forget. What is he saying? Don't forget. Well, life is about the choices you make today. Life is always about this moment today. And oh, that you would hear him calling you today, it says, and come to him. Life is about choices you make today. Today, it's not about yesterday and it's not even about tomorrow. It's, it's today. The choices you're making in your marriage, in your parenting, in your attitude, the choices you're making with the words that come out of your mouth or the actions that you display. So before I go any further, you who are listening or watching right now, just, just you need to know, I, I need to know that according to the psalm writer, I have some choices to make. You have some choices to make. And what are those choices? Well, what is the writer referring to? Well, in Psalm 95, the choice is don't harden your hearts. Look at it in in verse 7. Don't harden your hearts as Israel did in the wilderness at Meribah and Massah. For there your fathers doubted me, that's God speaking, though they had seen many miracles before. Now, real quick Bible history lesson. For some of you who kind of knew this whole thing, okay? When God had taken the nation of Israel out of slavery in Egypt, he did some pretty powerful, some pretty miraculous things. If you read about it now on the pages of the Bible, and by the way, you might not even believe the Bible, but I'm glad you're tuning in. But, but if you read the stories now and you see what the Israelites got to see, you think to yourself, how could these people forget? How, how could they forget the parting of the seas? I mean, if that happened today... Everyone would have their iPhones out, taking a video. Boom! They'd be going, there's dry land where there was once water. And the, and the, and the whole nation of Israel actually passes across the, 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 the sea to safety on the other side. And just when the armies of Egypt go down the same path, this guy who's the leader of the Israelites, his name is Moses, he lifts off his arms. And again, the armies of Egypt, they're utterly destroyed. And God saves the entire nation of Israel from destruction. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm there that day, I'm thinking to myself, OMG, OMG, can can, can you guys all believe this? Did you see it? It's like, wow. But when they got to Meribah, they couldn't find water. They were thirsty, so they started griping and complaining about God. And why did they complain? Because they had already forgotten that God would take care of them. They'd forgotten the goodness of God. See, it's a principle of life. It's easy to forget. It's easy to forget the goodness of God all around us. They forgot. And even though they got to see miraculous displays of a powerful God, they still forgot. And we do too. Particularly in days like these. But today, let's you and I make a choice not to forget that there continues to be so much goodness in our world. So let's not harden our hearts. Let's not be negative, because a negative attitude never leads to a positive life. And, And there's way too much negativity in our world right now. And please know as I say this, I've experienced some bad stuff in this season. I do grieve for those who have been furloughed or lost a job. See, I have two daughters, as I mentioned earlier, and both of them are married. And both of them have lost their jobs as a result of the coronavirus. One works in the restaurant business and one owns a hairstyling business. And both of them have been affected. So I see the sadness. 
I'm not saying overlook the situations and circumstances of life, but, but let's also do everything within ourselves to make the choice each day to keep our hearts soft and to be thankful and to be positive. See, it's your choice. It's my choice. Psalm 95 verse 2 says, Come before Him with thankful hearts. Now, i got to say it again. I get it. Many in this season of time, you think to yourselves, you're saying, what are you talking about? Come before God with thankful hearts. Because you're thinking, when life is falling apart, why in the world would I still thank God? When life seems to be going so miserably wrong, why would I want to be grateful? Come before God with thankful hearts? Well, let me tell you something, friends. That's an invitation. You and I have a choice. We, we can choose to be ungrateful. We can choose to be non-thankful human beings like the Israelites were saying, hey, what have you done for me lately, God? Or we can choose to be thankful. There are two types of people. There are those who get out of bed in the morning and they say, good morning, Lord. Woo! I'm alive. And then there are others who say, oh, good Lord, it's morning. There are people who read the obituaries every morning. You ask them. Why do they do that? And they'll say, I look at them to see if my name is there. And if it's not, I go have a good day. Choose to be thankful. And let me just say, if you're breathing right now, that in and of itself is a miracle. Just the breath you breathe is a miracle of the God Almighty. There are over 100,000 people and they're not alive as a result of COVID-19. There's no more breath for them. We have so much for which to be thankful. So here's my suggestion to you and to me. This 12-step movement has a tool that they call the gratitude list. Why? Because they know it's important to keep your heart soft. Come before God with thanksgiving. So just take this coronavirus situation. It attacks the lungs. Now when I get up in the morning, the first thing I think is, God, thank you for the fact that I can breathe and breathe easily. When I hear of children who are being attacked by the virus, I write down, hey, God, thank you thus far that my young grandsons are healthy. Choose to be thankful. When I go to the grocery store, I think it stinks to have to wear a mask, frankly, and stand in line. But I say, hey, thank you, God, that I live in a country that has food, that I actually have access to food. Thank you. Choose to be thankful this day. Choose to be thankful in the next day. And the day, the day after that. So let's go back to Psalm 95. It says, come before him with thankful hearts. And then it says, let us sing him psalms of praise. So choose to be thankful. And the next thing, choose to be positive. Because a negative outlook will not lead to a positive life. Let me say that again. A negative outlook will not lead to a positive life. It says, let's sing songs of praise. For some of you who are kind of new to this whole Bible, church, God thing, praise means talking up what is good in this world. Those folks back then, they specialized in complaining because they had forgotten to acknowledge the goodness of God. See, miracles are around each and every day. And so today I ask you to join me. Let's make the rest of this day, you ready? A no-complaint day. And then let's make tomorrow a no-complaint day. Let's practice that. Okay, will you join me in that? See, remember, it's easy to forget there's goodness all around us. Let me just stop you right there. Let me just stop you right there. What I want you to do right now is I want you to take out your cell phone. 
Take out your cell phone. It's probably somewhere lying around where you're listening or watching or walking. And I want you to text somebody one positive trait that you see in them. It might be a family member. It might be a coworker. It might be a neighbor. It might be a family member or a friend. I want you to let them know what you appreciate about them. And what I want to say to you, Experience Church, I appreciate you. God is working through you. You've got great leaders in Matt and Carrie. You're doing a great work in the greater Exton area. I'm so proud of you. And I want to say to you this day, thank you for allowing me to be with you on this very day. God bless you.